welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are starting a new one, picked by one Keith Swellen, as we will be reviewing the Scream franchise. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. Uh, it's Ghostface and the biggest named actress is in the beginning of the movie. It doesn't last long. There's a point to that. And Deputy Dewey, Keith Swetlin. Uh, you're David Arquette. True. It's true lies, right? That's the answer. The answer is true lies. You are correct. <laughs> Got it. All right. You can uh, He's out. go on to go, go to MrSkin.com and put in promo code of uh, fake movie experts for a free uh, one month trial. Is Mr. Skin still a thing? You're damn right, brother. I mean, yes. yeah, it is. I think, I think so. I yeah. think so. 100%. <laughs> it's the only thing I subscribe to. That and Disney He Plus. pays for it. Yeah, he pays for it. Is that like one of the few original porn sites that still exists? Yeah. God, Mr. Skin, that's, that's like, I'll take the, like, the, uh, the incest sites over Mr. Skin. Mr. Skin's a, some loser shit. Like, you gotta, that's for kids. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, like, yeah, give me premium like stepsister shit over fucking That's Mr. Not Skin. Incest, Keith. Incest, you have to actually be related. Okay, uh, so, uh soft incest, like third hand incest. Still not incest. Incest okay, all, is all, 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 the, all of a sudden, you're on board with this creepy new trend. Because <laughs> none of them are actually related. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> This changes everything. This changes Scream, as I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping to do like a really like 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 soy face pansy scream every time something happens in this podcast, like, like a Wilhelm. Yeah. <laughs> or every time you mention Scream, yeah. yeah, hey, uh, cue that sound. I'll, I'll get our producer on the fourth the fourth window here on our record. Uh, I, I very much want to talk about the sound after we get over the plot uh, on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. Or we are already off the rails, but Scream. Sounds about right. Uh, came out in December the 20th of, in 1996. Way so we older all, than I. We were all nine. I honestly did not know it came out that year. I was thinking a little bit later, but not like 96. Keith was days away from being a big old 10-year-old and hitting the double digits. Double digits. Getting out of those double digit diapers. Yeah, just thinking about true lies and my stepsister. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's always weird when you say it because you have a half-sister. Yeah, So I always get a little uncomfortable because it's a little too close to possible. No, that's different. That's illegal. (laughs) <laughs> this movie was directed by uh wes craven uh he he, he directs screams one through four he's also directed oh, nightmare a nightmare on elm street i always love when joe has to just steamroll through whatever bullshit we're on <laughs> I, I gotta get the show rolling right i've got some thoughts hey we gotta thoughts. hit that like that, that that tight 70 minute 70 to 90 somehow Tots and thoughts, baby. Yeah, woo. Ah. <laughs> this movie stars Nev Campbell, 
Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Skeet Ulrich, Drew Barrymore, Rose McGowan, Matthew Lillard, Jamie Kennedy, a who's who in the mid 90s. Also, it also has uh, Henry Winkler in it, but he wanted to be uncredited because he didn't want to take any of the um, like pub away from any of the real actors in the movie. I might have just phased out, but did you remember to talk about the Cox? I did do David Arquette and Courtney Cox. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I phased out a little bit there. I think Joe just... Remember when Joe always used to do all those toxic masculinities? I think he just did another one. <laughs> I thought that was you. No, no, it was Joe. Toxic... No, it was always Joe. Did you catch the one bit, bit, the big actor name? The big actor that was only in the movie for 10 seconds? Was it the guy in the chair? Uh, it's the guy who played the guy who supposedly raped her mom, right? Cotton Weary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know? no, it was Sabretooth. Yeah, it was Le- Leave Schreiber. Yep, he was in it for 10 seconds. Was he just not a thing yet? We'll find well, out. I don't know. Well, or- well, Origins hadn't come out yet, so he yeah, wasn't. So, fuck, yeah. fuck off. This is Sabletooth being arrested for unprecedented charges that hopefully he will be uh, nullified for. Yeah, just like Marilyn Manson. Oh, Jesus, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> That's got context. Wait, I- that's got context here. To before the podcast that no one knows about but us, and you were saying he was a terrible human being. No, he's a he's a monster, but I'm just saying everyone deserves a fair day in court. It's like Lady Gaga's <laughs> monster. That boy's a monster. Wait, I'm the singer on this podcast, Joe. And you're terrible at it. But Rick, you know what you're not terrible at? Giving Dare us the plot. You. you can give he's us the like, plot if you want. See this like Rick, 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 don't take that. Wasn't in this movie. You do your own segue, Rick. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, <laughs> pansexual, bisexual, and everyone in between, please gather round for the reading of the plot of Scream. <laughs> <laughs> Nev Campbell is just a typical girl in a typical town of a lot of white people. Families have way too much money, way too big of houses, and everyone at the school seems to be an uppity white bitch. Until things turn bad in town when Drew Barrymore gets a random call at night. It starts out flirtatious and it turns dark to the point where Drew Barrymore's guts are spread on the lawn and she's hung from a tree in a segue I'm not going to make in the year 2021. You gave me a look on that one. <laughs> this leads to a whole investigation in the town. We learn about the dark past and Campbell's family. We learn that kids in high school are terrible. That high school parties have been the same thing for 30 years. That Courtney Cox, while the same age as a lot of the people she's acting with, was dressed up to look much older. And then things turn dark at the party. As a killer is on the loose, taking out young teenager after young teenager. Can Nev Campbell survive? Will the story have a sequel? Is Matthew Lillard way better than he's given credit for? Find out all this and more in Scream. Ah! Thank you. Thank you. That's the so, last one. Ah! It won't be. <laughs> So Drew Barrymore, 
wanted to be in this movie, but they wanted her to be Sydney, but she decided that she wanted to be the other character of um, Casey. So that's why so she, she wanted to be gutted in the opening. Yeah, she thought it'd be cooler. It's also just like if you didn't know Scream, because like if you've seen Scary Movie, you understand. Like even just you would understand the opening of Scream because it's the same thing with jokes in Scary Movie. Um, like you'd see the poster and like you're like, oh, Drew Barrymore's in this. It's gonna be awesome. And then you see her gutted in the opening like 15 minutes. You're like, what the fuck? And that's why she also wanted to do it because of the fact that no one would have expected that that she would have been gutted within the first 10 minutes of the movie. I will say Dude. poor wig choice for Drew Barrymore. That did not, that wig did not suit Drew Barrymore. Oh, don't worry. If you uh, slow it down just a bit when she's running from the ghost face, uh, her real hair is shown underneath the wig. It's longer. <laughs> really? That's hilarious. Yeah. Cause she has a Bob wig and it's just like, Nope. But, um, so if you got a random call, would you start flirting with them from someone who was being super creepy? That was a pretty sexy it? voice, though. Like that was one of my favorite parts about that. Is it, it was well? I mean, we'll get into it more and more and more and more. But this movie what? is hilarious. And one of the funny bits to this is that she there's a point in that conversation on the, the initial phone call, the "Do you like scary movies?" call, where she implies she does not have a boyfriend, and then. Eventually, because she's totally into it, she's liking the flirting. Oh, and that's so that was so funny. Like, I, I, I think that, that I think that was like a, just an elaborate joke. It was a very good joke. The voice actor was uh, for or the actor that does the voice of Ghostface is Roger Jackson. Um, you boys might know him from other like video games such as Mass Effect. And wait, does he play Commander Archer? He, uh, well, Cap- I don't know. Commander? Commander. Shepherd. Archer. Shepard. Where the fuck did I get Archer from? He, he played, he voices, um, Harkin. Oh, yeah, he's Harkin. Oh, Administrator, okay. a Nellis or a Nolis. Nice. Yes, okay. Um, he's awesome. I would know that well. I have uh, 100% in all games except he Andromeda, because that's a piece did, of shit. He did a Fallout 4. Um, Never played the Fallout series. Love him. Mass Effect Three. Um, Love it. <laughs> so he's. It's he's, one part of this movie because I was going to say like the voice on the phone sounding so different than either of them, and then like they have that voice box later, which again sounds nothing like the voice over the phone. Like is annoying and like stupid, but like it's also it could just be a part of what Wes Craven was doing of making fun of other scary movies. So it's hard to really judge some things on what how I should judge it or not because like so, maybe it was totally intentional as a like rib on scary movies because this movie's half real and half ribbing scary movies, which is then funny that that's used in scary movie. Yeah, I, and I picked these. I picked this series with the intent of it being like mostly horror. And then. Watching it, I forgot. It is like it's like gut busting. It's legit comedy. Like there's real good jokes in it. So, so I was never at any point scared. No, it was just so, hilarious. <laughs> there are points in this movie. Um. So originally, this movie was supposed to be called Scary Movie. Was it really? That's funny. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they changed it down the line. The, there's that line with the media where they're interviewing and there's like this is some, like some sort of scary movie. They say they say the phrase scary yeah. movie a few times. Yeah, it's like this ain't no uh, intergalactic kegger. 
So this was like mm-hmm. I didn't I uh, this was like my first time rewatching it. I'm like, oh, this is my first time ever watching. And then as I kept watching, I'm like, oh, it's not. Nope, I've seen this. I know I've seen. I have not seen any of the other ones. I had seen parts, and I knew, like, I knew the gist of it. Like, I knew Drew Barrymore got gutted, and the like. I didn't know. I didn't realize how gruesome that opening, like, whole scene was. Um, and then I knew that it was one of the friends had been doing it the whole time. Yeah. And I don't remember if I just knew that or if I knew that because of scary movie doing it. Cause I've never seen screen beginning to end, but like, I knew the gist of this movie. This, yeah, sorry. This movie hat, it holds a, it's, it's got a cool place in my heart because it's like, I watched it at a sleepover, like not far after it came out. So I was very young. It was the first time I ever saw gore. I don't remember any of the plot because it was that long ago, but it was like the first time I ever remember seeing like blood and guts pouring out of somebody with that Drew Barrymore hanging from the tree. And it was just like, our, that's the image that is forever. just like stuck inside my head from that movie. I don't, this was, it, it felt like the first time seeing it. Like when I watched it again, <clears throat> like recently, but when I, felt, I first felt like saw it, it, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I didn't remember anything. It's like, it's sort of, you absorb a lot of it just through like cultural osmosis. You just kind of take it in. Mm-hmm. So like you know all the you know all the jokes all the all the you know the number one rules in scary movies like the, I got the some, rules so don't worry about yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> so one of the things why Scream is such a like iconic movie is because of the fact that it basically saved the horror movies because huh. in the nineties horror movies were going straight to movie straight to uh, VHS DVD. Um, because so like franchises like Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, oh, they were dying. and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they weren't getting the audiences anymore. It's probably because um, they just started like, I mean, they just started just sending them out there. They weren't putting any thought or care into them. It was just like, go kill a bunch of titty chicks and there you go. It's another movie. Yeah. No this thought is- or care for the plot. This is an interesting time. This is an interesting time in movie history. What's the name? I don't know. Can do any of you know the name of that Sam Neill movie in space? With the it's like a space horror gory yeah, movie. Yeah, um, I've never seen it, but um, oh, it's killing me. But yeah, it, that movie came out right around then, and it's like it has Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne's in it. And yeah. this is the, oh, not the thing. No, I'm looking up right here. Um, <laughs> now I want to know. I'm excited because I've. I've watched that movie like twice in the last two years. Event like, the, Horizon. Event Horizon. I love that movie. So it's an interest. It's, it, it's around but the that same came time. Out, that came out in 97. Yeah. So this came time. out after uh, Scream. Ah. So yeah, it's it, it's interesting because this next, between Scream and the next three years, there was some pretty banger movies. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the top 10. Yeah. When we get to so that. So they, um, when did yeah, Aliens the, come out? Was that early 90s? That was no, the 80s. Ali- 80s, 80s. Yeah. Was Alien in the late 80s? Alien was in 78 or something. Yeah. Alien was 79. Well, for being that old. Oh, Alien Alien is 79 and Aliens is eight years later. Um, But like, trash that franchise too. So, yeah. So, what they did was Scream (laughs) utilized the popularity and uh, and attractive cast to innovate a script that mocked and embraced the conventions of horror. Can you pause there for a second? attractive cast Every, yeah they were, they were 
all very attractive. <laughs> like, yeah. the, this movie is like spoiler, like probably the horny movie of the series that we've done so far. <laughs> like, like, everyone... Jamie Kennedy of the main characters is probably the ugliest. And even like this is like when Jamie Kennedy still at least wasn't yeah. a drug addict. So, no, and like Matthew Lillard's all funny looking, but he's still all seductive. <laughs> Matthew Lillard just has that look where like he's not that classic super hot but like he's so charming that it's just like god damn it matthew lillard take me to bed and lose me forever like nev campbell and uh i was like, forgetting the Matthew, and lady i gotta i i, I like <laughs> I put, thanks Sorry. i put uh i put like matthew lillard in like that brendan fraser like category Ooh, right now like yep, they were yep. big in that 90s stuff and then they've died down, but now they're getting like a, a second, third win right now because people love them so much. But see, I thought that too. Matthew Lillard has literally had multiple jobs every year for the last like thirty years. Like he just <laughs> hasn't had like on like screen roles. He's done a lot of voice acting stuff. That dude has been working for a long time. That's He's cool. fantastic in uh without a paddle. In, uh, <laughs> without a paddle, yeah. And there is the second one of Without a Paddle. Yeah, yeah it's I a love Without to, a it's Paddle. A, it's a straight to uh, DVD movie. Like that movie kind of falls in the that that's in like the break room job site like line quoting category too. A lot of people will go out and quote Without a Paddle. You, uh, that one yeah. and um, Horrible Bosses to me are some of the more underrated comedies no, I guess, of the last twenty yes. years. That's funny. You're a different. You're the second person in my life in the last month has told me I need to go rewatch Horrible Bosses. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. The first one is so good. Yeah. So post Scream, um, since it helped the horror genre, um, it capitalized on it by having movies such as I Know What You Did Last Summer, Urban Legends. Um, Urban Legends. Uh, <laughs> that one I then, don't like, remember. <laughs> Halloween, H2O, 20 Years Later, and Bride of Chucky coming out too. But those two movies were diminishing while the other ones were, you know, skyrocketing. What's to say? Chucky was like at that point where it was more of a joke franchise it than it yeah. was like an actual scary movie franchise. Although the whole premise of Chucky always fucking, yeah. that freaked me out. I was not a fan <laughs> of thinking about a murderous doll. The producer so, wasn't either. So you guys are a little little uh, inside baseball here. I was about two and a half inches away from picking. I know what you did last summer for our series. So that I've was, seen was, one and two. I know I've, ne- seen that. I've like never seen any of them. The like, only thing not, I know yeah. from I know what you did last summer is in one of the movies, someone gets trapped in a tanning booth. In the second gets, one, like, that's Jennifer Love death. Hewitt in the, is that second the trailer. One. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. For some reason, I saw that scene and i don't know why i think it was probably on one of the movie channels during the summer and i was like "Ooh, maybe i'll see titties in this movie and then i saw that i'm like i'm out you see for our younger viewers that used to be an important thing that's why this movie was about like if i were probably a year or two older when this came out this would have been pretty formative i think this movie (laughs) do you think rose those are actually rose mcgowan's nipples to be that far out or do you think they put prosthetics in there to be that pokey no, I think they did it on purpose. I think Wes Craven was probably a creep and like went out there with like like cold like cold water in a spray bottle and like sprayed her down. That's just my little theory there that he's a creep. Because like <laughs> I understand it was the '90s and every like it was much sheer bras, so like nipples were kind of everywhere before people got upset about that again for some reason. But like those were extra pokey on the person who was supposed to be playing the dumb big titted character. Yeah, well. Every, every, 
women are just like objectified left and right in this movie. So, but isn't but, that, but it's a, like, that's like part of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking about how, I mean, they even like fucking Nev Campbell's character literally says it in the movie yep, about how yep. they're all stupid, big titty and they, and they run upstairs instead of running <laughs> out the door. I love that line. And then she locked the front door and couldn't get out and had to run upstairs. By the way, I, I, I have to throw in my quick little uh, my, my quick little anecdote about how I saw it. Is I saw it in theaters, which was fun, and especially in this in this in these unprecedented times that we we're in. I was going to say you just theater. saw it like a, like two weeks ago, right? And that's why it made you want to pick this one. I, yeah, I picked it, and then uh, my lovely partner Samantha noticed that it was happened to Samantha. be in theaters. Yeah, Samantha. She hates, she hates it when I say that. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, but um, it was cool. There was it was pretty empty, but the crowd that was in there was loving it. There was lots of there was some good laughs, some good hoots and hollers. It was good. It was a good energy in there. So it was it was very fun in theaters to see. There was it was everyone was having a good time. Do you think this movie would have been as successful had the cast not been as strong as it was? Because I feel like the actual movie, like the actual like plot and basis oh, of the simple. movie, is like <laughs> really weak. No, but, I think like, the the people who played the roles did such an amazing job in them. <laughs> like Nev Campbell, fucking knocked this out of the park. Oh yeah, one of my like whatever like sad panda like sad boy things about movies these days is that I feel like they're like not movie stars anymore. So like these are movie stars. They were movie stars back then in this movie, and like they were all see, playing characters. For the most part, most of these people were famous because of TV, and like they well, just for some reason got this movie role. And Courtney Cox. It out of the park. Courtney Cox was in Friends at the time. Yeah, oh, wow. Nev Campbell. She's done a few things here and there, but The Craft came out this, before this. Okay, and then, then this movie like made movie stars then. <laughs> But even then, like it was like, outside. Of, I think Rose McGowan, outside of Drew Barrymore, because we're not counting her. Because yeah, yeah, she was born like, a star. Rose McGowan probably had the biggest career after this. Like they're all successful. Like there's no changing that. They've all had very long, successful acting careers. I, I don't think Rose McGowan had a successful career after this. What was that Wicked? What was she went show? to Charm. Charm was a Charm. huge show. Damn. No, but no, I think just because we didn't watch it doesn't mean it wasn't huge. I I think the the performances made it. This the acting, everyone's performance was just spectacular in my mind in this movie. And like they, they made it. And like Nev, because I looked up Nev Campbell's like acting reel, like she did a bunch of like Canadian TV shows, a oh. bunch of indie films. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, most of their careers kind of sucked. But no, they weren't. They didn't. They weren't bad because yeah. they've still been acting. They've still been. Yeah, they've all been doing act. something since mm-hmm. this, but. But like none of them really hit the height of this again, besides Courtney Cox, who has been like a mega star her entire fucking career. Mm-hmm. But again, um, MTV, like most uh, of these people weren't movie stars; they're like TV stars. No, I'm. I would wager there's a there's a handful of articles that describe this movie as lightning in a bottle. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet yeah. that's a phrase that gets thrown out a lot. <laughs> um. I'll just bring this up now because I'm trying to remember. Um, I was talking to someone about this. The Henry Wrinkler character, the principal, loved him. How he looks, how he looks sleazy, you know. And yeah, so there, there was rumors that he portrayed that character just to portray it like that, but also maybe have you question 
if he was the killer <laughs> that or and if he was a uh a toucher if you know what i mean oh cool oh god like that oh, was so his... like are they trying to insinuate that's why he got killed henry winkler he's yeah because i did wonder that i was always i'm like why did they kill the principal? Like it didn't fit into the rest of because it. Because the idea not- is that the theory is that maybe he, he might've been a toucher as a principal. That's why he looked all sleazy and all At that the stuff. Minimum. He had to have been abusive because of what he did with the scissors in that one scene. Yeah. Oh, the scene with the, when the, the scene, when he's acting and the, he's t- telling them they're expelled. That's one of the, like the best moments. He's so intense and like serious and like, He's more serious than the rest of that movie in a lot of situations. Yeah. Like, I, and it like, leads right into one of the like more corny jokes in the entire movie <laughs> of the fucking janitor. Wes Craven? No, the what janitor was, was dressed like fucking Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that oh, was yeah, Wes yeah. Craven. Yeah, it was Wes Craven. That was the director. Oh, was that Wes Craven? That was yeah, the was. director, yeah. What did he say? Like, hey, Fred. Oh, hey, Freddy. <laughs> yeah. No, he said Fred. I thought he was, it it was, was too Freddy. obvious. Yeah. Because he was wearing the Freddy get, get up. So, yeah. I was like, really? Like that? It's so hard for me to judge this movie at times. So I'm like, when it was being serious, like the final, like the final end of the movie, where like they're explaining to Campbell like why they did everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking stupendous! I love that whole scene. It was so intense and dark. Uh huh. But then they like, are... you had scenes like that where like fucking Freddy Krueger standing there. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this movie. I think that's why this movie hits because it has the comedy the the gore the jump scares the you know what what a good scary movie does so like i'll 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 just do this for example for like the halloween franchise halloween one is so fantastic because he's lurking at all times you know it's this (laughs) build up the suspense while the more recent one it's killing you and gory for no reason you know they just want to show that off it's the shock value gore. That's what it the, is. While the original Halloween, it was more the, oh God, he's behind you. Then you turn around and he's gone. And this movie does that way too. There's so many horror movies that make that mistake. Like mm-hmm. that they don't understand like the actual horror aspect isn't the gore. It's not it's like the buildup. The villain himself. Mm-hmm. It's like the actual like suspense and like not knowing what's because it's, what's the one movie um Ah, where it has that song and it had like the bad guy that you didn't see for the whole time. Jeepers Creepers? Jeepers Creepers, <laughs> which is a fantastic movie up until they show the villain. And then all horror and scared, like being freaked out by the movie is gone. And it's just like a joke after you see the villain. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, That's- they made a third one, right? They made a third one after the atrociousness that was the second one. Yeah, they I think they tried to slightly reboot it with the actress that played the sister from the first one. What's the name of this? There's another. Speaking of '90s stars, that's a '90s star actress in that first one. What's her name? An American Pie gal. Which well, there's a couple because what's the main some, the main guy who dies in that movie? Spoiler alert! If you've uh, seen fucking that's Jeepers Justin Creepers, Long. That's Justin, Justin Long. Long. Like he's like. He's pretty big for who he is. At the time for that, he was the uh, Apple guy in the commercial. He was, wasn't he? I forgot. Holy crap. (laughs) That's a a good Which technically would actually make you mega because those, like, everyone knew those commercials. Yep. That was before smoking weed would get you fired from your job. And now it's like a prerequisite. Because it's a Dell guy. Dude, you're getting a Dell. That guy got fired because of smoking weed. 
<laughs> Which is like his entire character in those stupid. Exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, what a weird time. Um, <laughs> but I will so, say, I think one part about this movie, I think they tried to cram too much jokes and stuff in there. Because I will say, it could have used being a tight 90. It felt a little drawn out in the second act to me. This went one went 140, 151. That's right. Because I thought the first act is stupendous, and the last act is like pure gold. But God, that middle act. I know. I kind of forget. I, I like forget kind of what happens in the middle. <laughs> I super yeah. just like phased out. And I did forgot. Not care I, I honestly forgot that he uh, that the killer uh, chases Sydney at her house. Like I honestly forgot. I'm like, oh, he 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 was oh, okay. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't know if it's because of the scary movie, but like the whole time ever since this came out, I honestly thought David Arquette's character Dewey and Nev Campbell's character Sydney were related. But it, I know it, when I know when they kissed, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, he's <laughs> like, kind of reminds me of my yeah. Go on to they stepsisters. <laughs> Did he kiss her on the cheek? Because they weren't romantically involved at all. That movie, they were super romantically involved. David Arquette and David Arquette and Courtney Cox. No, No, Neb Campbell. Campbell. Oh, I thought they were brother and sister. They were. They are. No, they're not. No, they're not. He's Rowan Rose McGowan's brother. Oh, yeah. He's not. He's not related (laughs) to her. Did you watch the fucking movie? I thought. I thought they were related this whole time, and then I'm like, oh wait, they're not. Because Kelsey I think Rose. it's because it's from Scary Movie. Because Dewey in Scary Movies, I think, related to uh, Anna Faris's character. So oh, I haven't I seen think. Scary Movie in years and years and years. Does it follow roughly the same story? The first kind of. one does. It's basically Scream. Because I remember that's like Pepper and some other stuff. That was yeah. kind of a cool critique I've heard of Scary Movie. Is that it just like uses the structure of uh, Scream? I mean, it's it's a parody. It's, I understood, but like it like. That, well, I mean, I guess it's not a criticism. It's a testament to how good Scream is because it didn't like need to change anything for the comedy. Like, See, the comedy is there. It's weird to me. I didn't realize how much of a parody Scream was. So it kind of makes Scary Movie a little worse because like they parodied a parody. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, it's a critique against Scary Movie. Right. That's the uh, way I fun, some fun facts. Uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew Lillard wasn't really. Uh, going to audition for this movie, his at at then time girlfriend was going to audition for something else until the casting director saw him and made him like asked him to audition for the role because of uh, how she believed he would look good in this role. Uh, and as Cam- Keith and I learned watching the 25th right. anniversary video, he originally uh went after uh skeet's role skeet's role yeah yeah, yeah. but then yeah. Wes craven gave Billy. him the uh, gave him the other role in the room apparently according to matthew just, i hired on the spot that must have been so like Wes craven at that point was a legend like, <laughs> and all matthew lillard had really done at that point i think was hackers which oh, i mean man. i love hackers hackers is but like rules. hackers is not a well-regarded <laughs> film no sir that, that, Hackers is a cult classic, isn't it? That's he like did a, this, so that doesn't make it well regarded. He did, he's yeah. done. He did Hackers. That was a bigger one. He's. I, I've seen a movie called Serial Mom, and, and he's in paddle. it. You're forgetting about Without a Paddle. Well, that's, that's, much true. Later. that's true. <laughs> much I, later. Much later. That's true. Um, also, uh, with Jamie Kennedy though. 
Yeah, Jamie Kennedy, Kennedy was hired on because of his in, in, uh, impressive humor and to improvise his lines. Uh, what is it? Uh, it took five. Uh, Drew Barrymore was on set for only five days to film a role. Nice. I'm surprised it was that long. By the way, that scene is like perfect. Like, oh perfect. yeah, it's iconic. It's like from the start to finish with the parents crying and dropping to their knees and seeing her hanging from the tree. Like from the credits to that. Oh man, that's Dude, just... they... Okay, so we have a little game coming on later in the show that'll kind of go with this, but they had to both be there for that, right? Like, there's no way one person guts her and gets her hung up like that in the time he would have had. We shall <laughs> find out in a little bit. But neither of them seem, like, physically that strong. <laughs> I mean, they got um, their ass kicked for most of the movie. Oh, yeah, speaking of comedy, that was... That's something Scary Movie parodied, was that Ghostface guy just kept on getting his ass kicked like got kicked in the balls got hit with on, beer bottles and his like the spills he took were so funny it was like like when you just like get hit in the face and fall backwards i forgot was, also how like kind of intense that scene is for her being murdered when her parents can hear her being dragged into the forest and shit you know i'm like i honestly dude, forgot fucking, about that like, i just remember it, the boyfriend it establishes that it's going to be like a super dark, scary movie. And then it does not do that for the next hour. Uh huh. Oh man. The scene. That's a thing I remembered from when I watched it when I was probably whatever, 12 or 11 is that the, the scene with the, the tension building going along with the building of the popcorn that she was cooking, yeah. like the, the, the popcorn cooking thing getting more tight as the tension was tightening Man, that. Yeah. I loved it. Loved it. Um, where did it go? I'm trying to see because so I was, I was gonna make the joke that Drew Barrymore was on set for five days for her role. Well, the the final scene, um, the the final the end of the part the party scene the end of the movie, it shot uh took twenty eight twenty one days. Jesus, isn't that what Wes Craven's known for though? Is that he like? super overdoes things was he a perfectionist <laughs> yeah uh the crew had t-shirts made said i survived scene 118 because that's nice. the scene that's what scene it was and jokingly calling it the longest night in horror history is that the scene oh, where that where covered with blood? yeah okay because they had some bits in that video that keith and i watched too were like because it was like corn syrup so apparently they would like just be sitting around like in between takes and like sticking their hands together and pulling them apart <laughs> and like seeing they, how sticky it was they used 50 gallons <laughs> so of much. blood that's cool Holy oh, this, shit. Is, this is the scene this is where david arquette and courtney Cox, uh, cox met oh yeah you can this, see love blooming this is you Brian. could tell they wanted to fuck. There was so much chemistry between them. Oh, and they're laying on each other in the bushes. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Okay, guys. Yeah. Um, David helped, Arquette. It, huh, Keith? I was just saying, it helped. It helped. It helped made the movie. Like all the, it added to the Like all the performances were great. Like it is, and like the fun joke is we talked about how attractive this like uh, this cast and crew uh-huh. was. But it's funny and then about David Arquette. Arquette. Because David Arquette in this movie is supposed to be 25 years old. Uh-huh. Seven years older than everybody else. But this is that time of the year, time and era of movies where... So Arquette is supposed to be 25. However, he is the same age mm-hmm. with most of his car stars and slightly younger than Skeet Aldrich, 
Jamie Kennedy and Matthew oh, Lillard. Outside of I think Matthew Lillard, because Matthew Lillard had a pretty baby face even in this. None of them looked like high schoolers, like even a little bit. I know Matthew but, Lillard. I like. I feel like Matthew Lillard could have like went to high school with us and like been a junior. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like they, well, like it's that thing of like they all have that baby face, but they're all really like 28, 29, mm-hmm. but they're playing eighteen-year-olds right now. Um, but uh, yeah. What else do we have here? Um, more trivia I can try and tell you guys. Ooh. Well, before we get into I want to talk about the score for this movie and how fucking annoying it was. <laughs> like, some of the dramatic scenes were so loud you couldn't hear dialogue. Like, it was kind of annoying how loud the music was playing over things. And again, maybe that was what they were going for, making fun of scary movies that do that a lot. But, like, I kind of hated the score. And it was so... Oh, God. When the credits rolled... That was the most 90s soundtrack to have playing over it? the credits I think I've ever heard. Oh, I don't know. It was some song. It was, it was just emo band. Emo, <laughs> like Seattle emo bullshit. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I'm like, God, this is such a 90s movie. Holy shit. That fucking haircut that Skeet Ulrich had through the movie. I'm like, Jesus, be oh, more man. 90s. He was such a good douchebag. I, I, he was great. <laughs> then when he like, I was... I, because I, I had no idea who the killer was while I was watching it. I didn't remember. So I was watching it. I was like, okay, good. They got him out of it. He's like too obvious. He's like, yeah, they're, he's obviously the killer. So he can't be the killer. Um, <laughs> Arquette wow. turned down the role of Billy so he could play as Dewey. Dewey was good. I like Dewey. Uh, Rose McGowan bleached her hair to be blonde. Nice. Instead of being her contrast of brown. Um, Fred Prince Jr. auditioned for the role of Stu. That would be Matthew Lillard's character. God, that would have been bad. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. He moves I on love to... Prince Jr., but he would not have been good for that role. He moves on to uh, um, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, he also had an iconic movie with one Matthew Lillard. Um... Wing Commander. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, uh, other directors that were approached to do this movie was Robert Rodriguez. That Danny, probably been good. Danny Boyle. Don't know Danny who that is. Boyle was going to direct it. Danny Boyle did. I think million. Train spotting. Train spotting. Uh, Twenty days later, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, Twenty Eight Days Later is probably one of his big. I guess he won the Oscar for Slumdog. Uh, more it's a good fans. movie. I don't know if I ever need to see it again. That's one of those movies you see once. And I'm like, I don't need to see yeah, that again. It was fine. Uh, George A. Romero. Oh, Romero was gonna. These were yeah, directors like approached for it. Any Sam scary Raimi. movie has Romero attached to it in some way, shape, or form. Of trying no, to get him to help. Like, I can't imagine any other person with a vision other than Wes Craven doing. Like this is yeah. Wes Craven's scream. This isn't. Uh, and according to one of the producers, they didn't get it. But at the time, Russ Craven was supposed to be doing another movie. However, that fell apart, and that's why he was able to um, do this movie instead. Um, so I, this is a controversial uh, situation here. So this movie caused a lot of kids to kill each other via oh. the fact of the scream mask. The word a lot. You got to be careful with the word a lot there. 
That's well, how moral that's that's how moral panics get started. One, two, three. <laughs> there's four. Oh yeah, four. <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of like how every year it's said about how poisoned Halloween candy is, but there's yeah. only ever been one case of it, and it was a father against his own child. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah people are just passing out fucking THC laced gummy bears with razor blades in them. But there, <laughs> the the but yeah, it's just I do remember the the uh, the mask ghost face mask being taken off shelves. I had one. Uh, my <laughs> younger brother had one, but it had like the green ooze, so you can squirt. Oh, that's press right. it. I thought that was yeah. your older brother. No, John. Nope, the little oh. one. Hmm. But yeah, they, the ghost face mask had to be taken off for a while, but now, yeah, now, now it's everywhere. Now it's everywhere. Uh, Man, that uh, I was that mask a thing before this movie, and then like the movie made it more iconic, or would the, yeah. the movie make it iconic? Or the like, movie it, made it more iconic. So it, like, it existed before that? Yeah. I feel like I wore that costume without ever seeing the movie when I was young. You just bought it because it was awesome. I was like, it's a cool, it's fucking it's a suit and a mask. Like the mask was made in ninety one and ninety two. Okay. My Halloween um, costumes were always nerdy. It was always like Power Rangers or Star Wars. <laughs> this the mask was originally named the peanut eye the peanut eye ghost. Who the fuck thought of that name? No, no, no. It's a scream. It, it's Ghostface. It's Ghostface. <laughs> but they ob- obtained the rights to it, so that's why they may- maybe were able to... Uh, yeah, that's like one of those... Uh, what's the Ghostface. What's the costume outlet store thing that gets memed a lot now? Um, Halloween. Spirit. Uh, spirit. Spirit. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's like a, that's like the Spirit Halloween store costume name for the scream. Is like <laughs> some sort of like fake-ass bullshit. Um, I guess according to Drew Barrymore, according to her, for her to stay scared and keep uh, crying, Wes Craven would tell her real life stories about animal cruelty <laughs> because of the oh, fact that so she's funny. a. <laughs> I can see just fucking Wes Craven more. sitting on there on Google on his iPhone back in 1996. Like, hey, uh, hey, Drew. You hear about that guy that on, on uh, YouTube drowned a drowned a like suffocated a kitten in a Ziploc bag? You hear about that? <laughs> you probably would, but like, would you have kept picking up that phone? Um, like, why did she like that? The whole premise of like she keeps picking up the phone over and over again instead of being like, "There's a psycho trying to like call me. I should probably call the cops now." Instead of continuing to answer the phone and like have this conversation with this guy see the fact that i'm i've been debating it because that's i think that's a testament to the quality of the scream the ghost face killer is that like shit maybe i would answer and like i don't know because i think i feel like once he said if you hang up on me one more time i'm gonna gut you like a fish i'd be like all right hang up call 911 yeah, and then just like lock yourself in a closet with a knife in your hand or something. Yeah, just go upstairs, lock yourself like in a bathroom where there's only like one point of egress. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be that's the I mean, that'd be I the smart thing to do. I guess that's part <laughs> of the joke in this movie is that they're supposed to, like the victims are always supposed to be a little stupid. Like that, I was yeah, the point. But they make fun of scary movies and saying that's what they do and then do it. So like I don't know, it was kind of annoying. Like, I get that they have the one point where, like, he can draw her out by being, like, your boyfriend's out on the porch. Come look at him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that whole part was great. Well, it's because, like, fucking gory. I was, 
I was texting with old with old Joe here because I ju- I just saw Halloween Kills also. I just I went and saw that pretty recently oh, yeah. also. And I've never been a like I don't care for the Halloween series. It's not for me. When I I, I love horror movies. Like the first first one was fun, but like Michael like I can't like break that suspension of disbelief with Michael Myers, where like a light jog would solve like nine out of ten situations. <laughs> <laughs> like with that motherfucker. But he's like, walking like normal coat. Yeah. I mean, and that's I mean, I I get it. He's supposed to like that's his power. He's always there. That's like the Michael Myers thing. And I get it. I I, I get it. But it's just like ah, come on. <laughs> like, it's kind of like original zombies where it's just like it's the never-ending stop mm-hmm. it's actually okay so have you ever heard of this million dollars but it's like all right you can have a million dollars right now i will hand it to you in a briefcase it's yours but in taking that money you now have a snail coming after you and if that snail touches you you die you cannot know where the snail is oh yeah you'd be fine and, and it's just a snail and you kill oh, the take- snail Dude, that's rad. I no, like the that. snail, you can't kill a snail. The snail is like... The snail's Michael Myers. And Basically. <laughs> like, so would you take the million dollars? Fuck no. <laughs> mm, maybe. Uh, also, this movie is partially inspired by real-life uh, situation for the screenwriter. Oh, sorry. Um, so, sorry, real quick. For the record, Halloween yeah. Kills fucking rocked. I liked it. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, the screen uh, screenwriter, Kevin Williamson... Uh, was partially inspired by real life series of student murders in Gainesville, Florida in 1990. Um, be Florida. They named later dubbed him the Gainesville Ripper. So that's Good why. Name. Yeah. Good name. That's so they should name their football team. Let's play the game that we were talking about of who was under the mask at this time. All right. So the very beginning scene is of uh, one Drew Barrymore getting murdered. Who do you think was underneath the mask? Okay, I'm going to start first, Keith. I'm going to start first. Or he already said Keith. I'm going to say it was Matthew Lillard because he used to date Drew Barrymore, and oh. then they and then she dumped him to then start dating Rose McGowan. Now I think Skeet Ulrich was there to help because I don't think like one of them could have gotten all that stuff done. But I think it was Matthew Lillard under the mask for the for the first one. So here's my reasoning. I think that the uh, Skeet Ulrich and Matt Lillard's character kind of have like a of mice and men kind of relationship going on where one of them is sort of smart and evil and one of them is sort of stupid and gullible. I mean, don't they say that in the end of the movie when she asked like, what's your motive for this? And Matthew Lillard just replied, I'm easily impressionable. Oh, no, that's hilarious. I forgot about that. But yeah, so that's why, because Skeet Ulrich's character seems more willing to just go out and kill somebody just because he feels it's right. That's my justification. Well, he's got mommy issues. Oh yeah, he does. So, what the true what I what I know of is it was actually both of them. Yeah, it makes sense. It's both because of the fact that they're each on each side of the house. Uh, okay. Because there's no way that if she went one way, it, you know, they they were both able to catch her, but they portrayed it off as if if it was just one of them. But in reality, it was both of them, and they had to. And they had to learn how to kill. Like that was like one of their first kills. No, they already knew how to kill. They killed fucking the mom the year before. That's true. Okay. Yep. Okay. So who's under the mask and fucking got to see uh, what's her name's boobs after that? What a good night for uh, old Skeetle Rich. <laughs> 
So who's under the mask during the chasing at uh, Sydney's house? Well, I mean, it had to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That one's easy. That's Skeet. That has to be Skeet. Um, they believe it's Stu because huh, Billy, really? Billy shows up at the window after oh, the chase. Right, but like the mask and everything's on the porch. So then he and just the like phone. By the way, cloning phones, that's a pretty hilarious like mid-90s concept, right? That, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Like it's possible, like now that can happen, but I don't know if you would have had that technology in 1996. <laughs> is, there, is there an iCloud for me to download my phone onto? Like, do they have like the original cell phones have SIM cards and everything? I don't remember that far back well enough. To, I mean, look at the fucking phone Courtney Cox has in that goddamn movie. It's one of those brick phones. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, there's another one like who calls Sydney while Billy's in jail jail. Well it's Stu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who chases Sydney in the bathroom? Oh, at school? Yep. That oh, would yeah, have to be Stu, right? Because Yeah, that seems like Stu. Because she just walked away from Skeet. Yep. And the scene, yeah, that seems like more of his style. Because he's like, like standing on top of the toilet. It's kind of silly. <laughs> who kills the principal? That seems like a Stu. Skeet thing. Billy, because Stu leaves with the girls. <laughs> oh yeah that also seems like the fucked up thing he would do because like he's actually like psychotic actually yeah he's a little more demented <laughs> um let's see who else who kills tatum rose McG- uh, mcgallon character oh that feels like Stu. i'm gonna go skeet ulrich with that one because wasn't Stu was all drunk and like yeah wasn't Stu the doing the big party in the middle? That's okay, my vote. Right. Stu was doing the whole. Yeah, uh, that's true. He was in he because he sent no, but he I'll walked right away. Back. Remember, he, but he did wa- go no, away. He walked away. Remember, he was like, yeah. "I'm going to go do something. Can you go?" Because he sent her to go get him a beer. Yeah, it was Stu. <laughs> See, it was Stu. Ha! <laughs> I was right. Dude, I um, hated that was one of the few like killing scenes I hated. That whole thing with the garage door snapping her neck. Like that I I lost the suspension of disbelief with that one. That makes no sense, you know. You can't like, climb like through that, a doggy door and then all of a sudden be, the garage door can lift you up in the air and be like, Yeah, we're good here. And, yeah, like I mean garage doors stop if you breathe on them wrong. It seems like, like she could just snap snap your neck. Like that part didn't bug me. It was that she couldn't just get through it. That kind of bugged me. <laughs> I didn't like that. It was like, come on, you can't you just like go like go through it. <laughs> um during the scene of when B- Sydney attacks Billy with the umbrella towards the end, the uh stunt double actually hit actually actually hit uh Skeet in the chest with it, uh hitting a wire that he had in his chest as he got had when he had surgery as a young kid. Jesus. Yeah, that came. They came out real swinging out of that closet. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is the finale because, like, that house is so freaking like memorable and movie, like in movie wise, like franchises type thing. Like, you have your scenes of like you know Halloween, the Myers house. Uh, you know, you have your classic scenes, but then like for me, this house is like, yep, that's memorable. 
Man, yeah, yeah, that last scene was good. Yeah, that was uh it was the whole build up to it with like the the reporter trying to sneak into the high school party. I always love that scene when she's like using her using her skills of charm like <laughs> to like get into the party. Well, what's oh, funny some- is that like the movie tries to portray her as being like a real piece of shit. Cause like it's like she's been wrecking Nev Campbell's life because Nev Campbell fingered a guy. Hold on, wait, let me repeat that. <laughs> Go on. Nev Campbell <laughs> accused a guy of raping and killing her mother, uh-huh. who apparently was just a giant slut who was banging half the town. Um, and like Corny Cox's character was trying to get like prove that he it wasn't him and that there wasn't anything and that Nev Campbell was just traumatized and was doing the wrong thing. And like she wasn't a scumbag, like she was right the whole time. Yeah, she always her intentions were kind of good, but she was like sort of an asshole. Because like she was doing it for the money. Because she even talks about it later how to make her book the best thing. Yeah, that's right. She was kind of she was kind of transparent about that. And then I I couldn't tell for for the first little bit of their relationship, I couldn't tell if like she was using Dewey or if she like was actually. Oh, she was using him. him. Using him. Yeah. But then she became actually attracted to him. No, I think that was just Courtney Cox became attracted to David Arquette. (laughs) And they just just kept the takes where she was horny. Yeah. I mean, they were both pretty horny. So let's talk about uh, some of the deaths here. We have Drew Barrymore's uh, boyfriend being gutted. Mm -hmm. Then her being slashed and gashed and cut and then drugged, dragged into the through the woods and hung on a, in front of her parents. God, like you would probably kill yourself as a parent, right? Like if you yeah. saw that, <laughs> the principal getting stabbed, Rose McGowan getting stabbed and dragged up the damn doggy door. Did she and get then stabbed? Ma- I thought she just cut along her forearm. Yeah. Cut along. Um, and then Matthew Lillard and Billy skeet stabbing themselves to, I love that idea. Because this is like the first time in movie in like horror franchises in a way, uh, in a bigger way, that is a plot twist that the killer is actually two people instead of just the one. Mm-hmm. So the original attack after, for some reason, Nev Campbell, even though she still thinks that Skeet might be a killer, but bones him anyways. Yeah. Which makes no fucking sense to me. And I still don't understand it at this point. Um. They used like a fake knife and like pretended to stab him for that yeah. scene, right? The first scene, the first attack scene, when you think Billy gets murdered. Yeah. It's like one of those retractable yeah, knives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that crazy part. Of, like now, almost all movies have this, the second killer, you know, you're the. Well, I mean, like, it's like when one of us finally snaps and convinces the other two that we need to do terrible things to people. That'll be yeah, easy, I mean, so. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like, there's probably three of us, really. Yeah, probably all of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, no, because Keith, Keith is going to snap, but he's going to have such a convincing argument for why he snapped that we're going to go along I, with it. I don't think it's going to be that convincing. <laughs> we'll still just go along with it. Just go along oh, with it. All right. <laughs> then, then. So uh, you'll like I, promise to buy a cube and we'll be like, all right, fine. Don't worry, it'll be, be like, we'll go along with it. Like, and then when it when when we are in court, I'll be like, I didn't think it was gonna go that far, Your Honor. Joe did winter rules one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for more, baby. In the middle of July. <laughs> Come on, the grass is dry. 
Uh, during the uh, production, the ghost face signature's black robe was going to be white. However, oh, that would have sucked. That would have been terrible. It would look kind of like, uh, you know, a big... Oh, okay, uh, yeah, that'd be a little KKK. It would be a little KKK. <laughs> just I didn't even it. think about that aspect of it. Like, I was just yeah. thinking about the fact he would stick out in the dark. List, I was but, yeah, aesthetically. That would, <laughs> yeah, that, that would definitely be a little... Um, yeah. It'd be a little Maryland Especially then they also strung okay, people okay, okay, okay. That would have been yeah. some... That would have been some poor imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, any? Do you guys have any favorite scenes? I was just... I, I, well, I was, I was, I was uh, refreshing myself because I watched this movie a while ago. So I was watching some like best of moments on YouTube right before yeah. the record here. And yeah. I, I'd love the scene at the... It's not Blockbuster, but it's whatever whatever video store they're in. Like when they're arguing yeah, the, like rip off video store. I don't yeah, think I it lo- was a real one. Like when Matthew Lillard is just being a bully. I thought that was good. But that was that was very funny. I like that scene. Yeah, Keith, if you if you if or anybody wants a refresher, I found a YouTube channel that the guy does the whole movie in ten minutes. Oh, nice! I clicked uh, the one to the right of that. <laughs> quick, quick flicks. And it's like he he does like all like he does like shot for shot, but like in ten minutes. Cool. No, yeah, that scene stuck out to me. I mean, clearly, I mean, the first scene is just perfection. So I'm trying to think of other stuff here, but like the I, final I, scene to me, where like I love the final scene when Skeet's explaining why to Ned yeah. Campbell, oh, like man. to me, was fucking pure gold. Your whore mother caused my mother to abandon me. Such a dumb reason to kill people. <laughs> I loved it. People killed for less. I know, I know. Killed for less. It's great. But it's just but, like, did, so you think he did it, like originally killed her, and then just like got a taste for it, and that's why he yes. wanted to do it again? Yep. Like he just like couldn't stop thinking about having done it, and he just wanted to do more. So he came up with that elaborate plan to kill a bunch of people and get away with it. Especially when he's dating the daughter of the person that he killed the first time yeah and he's pent up because she won't put out anymore because her mom died <laughs> a year ago that was such a fucked up scene look your mom died a year ago fucking we used to fuck let's fuck uh-huh oh, oh, i didn't realize that skeet aldridge on the poster has a mustache and goatee but he's oh, completely shaved in the entire movie that would have been a weird decision to have that in a movie where he's playing a 17 year old is this yeah, goateed 17 well. year old <laughs> dude how douchey is that entire high school where one of their classmates was just killed people are parading through the school <laughs> wait wait a second oh no nev campbell had already told them so that's why they had the masks and stuff for that part but like and then they're celebrating getting time off from school even though two of their classmates have been gutted in the last week and they're just like fucking. Let's get drunk and party. Oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's that's something I like in movies when like the idea of having a party is like a serious like plot. That's like a it's like an act shift. <laughs> like, oh, we're just gonna have a party now. Then important things are gonna happen at the party. It's, it's very simple. I, I, you it's know, like I just cool. love. I you know the movie pulls out. You know, I love jamie kennedy's you know he's the movie buff and how people question his knowledge and stuff and he's like hey there are rules to surviving a horror movie 
Um, uh, and it's, you may not survive the movie if you have sex. You may not survive the movie if you drink or do drugs. You may or may not survive the movie if you say, I'll be right back, or hello, or who's there. Uh, oh, by the way, guys, I'm going to be right back. Yep. Well, that's been fun for Rick. <laughs> hey, Deuces, my dude. Well, on that topic, I got to jump in early here with a topic from the the very of the very alive Roger Ebert. It's a it's it's um appropriate for our conversation now. So, it's a line. It's a by the way, Roger Ebert gave it three stars. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun here. That's fine. I don't care. No, we I, don't care, Keith. I can see it in your face. You care. You're like I'm a little. I'm a little upset. By the, the way, the, I'm not dead. We got like 20 I'm more back. minutes left in the show, Keith. You're in, fucking interrupting it right now. Okay? The listeners, the, the the listeners can't see the screen right now, but Joe just switched it to a like, don't fuck with my medical freedoms. I will not get the vaccine thing. That's right, brother. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Breach. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say my paragraph here. Okay. So, Roger Ebert gave Scream three stars out of four. This is the first paragraph here. Wes Craven's Scream violates one of the oldest rules in movie history. It's about characters who go to the movies. They've even heard of movie stars. They refer by by name to Tom Cruise, Richard Gere, Jamie Lee Curtis. They analyze motivations. Did Norman Bates have a motive? Did Hannibal Lecter have a reason to eat people? True, they went to the movies in the last picture show, and the heroes of Clerks worked in a video store. Even Bonnie and Clyde went to the movies, but those movies were about the act of going to the movies. Scream is about knowledge of the movies. The characters in Scream are in a horror film, and because they've seen so many horror films, they know what to do and what not to do. But yeah, that those all, all the scenes referring to that kind of thing were so good in this. But like the whole point behind that, though, was because they based how they were killing off of horror movies. Like uh-huh. That's what they said, was that they watched horror movies, made notes... And that's why they were doing what they were doing. So like, it's kind of like if you were playing an online multiplier, it's like online multiplayer games where they were playing the meta. Like they just knew the most opportune way to do things. And they were just trying to, you know, be the most successful they could. I mean, their plan for fingering the dad, I don't know why I keep using fingering. I'm sorry, guys. Nope. Stick with it. For fingering the dad for doing all the killing was a great plan. Made sense. The fucking sheriff had already bought it and was going to fall for it if they'd gotten away with it. And they're damn dogs, too. (laughs) Hey, and that's funny because, you know, Matthew Lillard is iconically shaggy since the terrible Scooby-Doo live action movies. He was the the only good thing of the Scooby-Doo live action movies. And And how hot. Velma was, but it, if the internet's correct, is how it usually is. Apparently, those movies are that movie's worth a rewatch. Apparently, the original one, because I know the second Scrappy Doo one is like pure trash. No, 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 the first one. Okay. Apparently, it's kind of fun, but that's well, yeah, it's campy. I mean, it's <laughs> in the end, it's Scooby Doo. Like you're watching Scooby Doo for camp. So this movie is like, sort of Scooby Dooey. There yeah. was a lot of inference till you know Daphne and Velma. You know. <laughs> doing an act that is used on fabric cutting. Uh, sorry, Keith, to tell you, but Elizabeth Berkeley was turned down the role of uh, uh, audition for the role for Gail Weathers, but immediately turned down to her backlash she received for Showgirls. If Showgirls was a series, that's what we would have been watching. 
That's what there's we'll two, be talking there's about, two right? of them. There by is the a way. second one, isn't there? Yeah, it's, but it, it, it's like if you've seen Birdemic, it's on that level of filming. It didn't so, have anyone from the it, first one, did it? It has one, one person. Versace. Damn there. Uh, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon turned down the lead role. Uh, God, Brooke Shields, I love Reese Witherspoon, but that would not have worked. Brooke Shields were, was nearly cast as Gail Weathers after Janine Garofalo turned down the role. Janine Garofalo, that's a name I hadn't heard in a while. Brooke Shields could have done the Gail Weathers bit. That would have been fine. Janine Garofalo would have done it good too, I think. She's too funny. I mean, I love Janine Garofalo. Yeah. She's a fantastic actor, but I, it's you need more of a straight man for that role, and she's it, more of like... It would have been like a Daria, because she kind of did a Daria. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's not what you needed for Gail. Uh huh. Um, Linda Blair was in this movie as an uncredited right. r- reporter. That's funny. That's cool. That's a nice motif. Oh. So I'm going to spoil something that's really unimportant for the future movies, but we have to look for them in the background. Matthew Lillard is uncredited in in two and four as just like a background <laughs> character in the movies. So we should look for him during two okay. and four. Okay, that's cool. Uh, speaking of uh, Lillard, uh, he ad-libbed, my, da- my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. Such a, it's such oh. a good line and played so much to him just being the simp he, on that he relationship. Was, he also, it, that is the best use of simp I've ever had. Uh-huh. My mom and dad are be so mad at me. And he's like, yeah, he's about to like go to jail for the next 20 years. And he's like, oh, shit. Or he's, you know, like dead. He's dead. Yeah. He, he, he dropped to... on his face. Uh-huh. I like the oh, fact that's that good, that's good gunshot, by the way. That was a good death. I was gonna say I like the fact blasted. that Sydney <laughs> shoots him in the head for the double tap because of like the what Jamie Candy's been saying the whole time of like the killer's gonna do a surprise jump up and then, and boom. then her line. Her that line was the rule, like, not in my movie. <laughs> that was the rule that Halloween two broke when they just shoot him with a shotgun off the porch and then like wipe their hands clean. All right. Oh, that was good. That's a uh, those roll credits. <laughs> You always yeah. double tap. Always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like uh, talking about this has bumped my star rating up. Cause I'll be honest. Same. Well, I loved the first and third scenes of much. Like it felt so long. I got bored during the movie, which to me always like knocks off like a full star. If I get bored, like because I don't I'm not Keith. I don't mind long movies. Like, I actually kind of prefer longer movies to the two, two and a half hours. But you need to fucking hook me the whole time. The tight, the tight 90 in my world, Rick, sorry to correct you here. It's more of a metaphor than a reality. If a movie like Lord of the Rings, uh, Fellowship of the Ring feels like a tight 90. All right. So, okay. I am okay <laughs> with that. Then if we are using from here on out, we have set precedent yeah. here on fake movie experts. A tight 90 just means a movie we don't get bored in. So we will say from now on, if we're going to watch some three-hour movies coming up, probably even a four-hour movie. Tint, tint. Oh, God. What is, oh, no. Jo, what is jo, jo knows yeah, what boy. Oh, no. PDSJ. <laughs> that, that movie, I'll, I will uh, probably call a tight 90. Oh, God. <laughs> well, boy. I got, I, and and I will be wrong. <laughs> yeah. I did a Cardinal uh, This movie had a Cardinal Sin where I got bored in the middle, yeah. and I couldn't, yeah. couldn't pay attention. Uh, also, according to Skeet, uh, it was Billy who killed uh, Rose McG- uh, McGowan in the garage, not Ooh, Stu. Interesting. See, I always go Stu there because he ha- he was so indifferent. 
like Skeet seemed so into his kills, mm-hmm. where Stu was just kind of like, whatever, I'm just kind of doing this for the fun of it type thing. Uh, there was a subtle joke in this movie when uh, Jamie Car- Jamie uh, uh, R- Jamie Kennedy's uh, character Randy was yelling at Jamie Curtis to turn around in Halloween, not because the car- car- killer's behind her, it's just because her name was Jamie in real life. So he was just telling himself to turn around. Oh, that's funny. I like like it was funny that they had Halloween up while they're doing the whole thing. Yeah. So the but only. The- because they had Freddy, they showed they actually had showed Halloween in the film. Yeah, there's references to a lot oh, of yeah. like those scary movies, Halloween, Friday Thirteenth. Um, yeah, where was the Jason reference? Because I was like thinking like that there I couldn't. When the killer, it, it's just which uh, who's the killer in Friday the Thirteenth? And when she says it was oh, Jason Morris, she's like wrong. Right. That's the mom. The mother is the original one. Uh, I would have gotten that wrong too. Basic Instinct, All the Right Moves, Clueless, Silence of the Lambs. Um, I ate her liver with some fava beans. So, yeah, there's a lot of horror films that they uh, included. Lost Stephen King. Joe mentioned, so would you eat a person? Like, if someone offered you human flesh. How much money are we talking? How much? No no money. money. Like, you just went somewhere, and they're like, hey, this has been properly prepared. It's properly seasoned. I know it. I, like, I got to know. I got freaking ice cream in my in my freezer right now that has uh, some type of worm in it and chocolate covered crickets that I'm about to eat. How does that make you feel? Horny but you baby. Won't eat human flesh. Horny. <laughs> no, no. That was, that was very randy. Very randy, baby. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Can we do some more yeah babies for this episode? Yeah. I know I know we'll get down to the line, but Keith, one of the uh I saw someone post something about Halloween kills. And it's like, I've been watching this movie for two hours. I was I was expecting a lot of uh groovy and baby and all that. And I was just waiting for Mike Myers <laughs> to show up and he never uh, did. Nice. That's funny. I like it. <laughs> Three out of five stars. Okay, was it just me? Or are you a little disappointed that there was no actual like tits in this movie? I was expecting a little gratuitous nudity. I think Wes Wes Craven's like too tasteful or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like sure there could have been some, but we got like the frozen nipples from the frozen tundra. And yeah, she like shoved like, her boobs inside the freezer before she stepped downstairs. Oops, I forgot to get the cold beer. Other than that, no, I don't know. I don't know if this movie needed uh nudity. Like, I don't I mean, need, like... Movies always need nudity. I know that, but... Just, I, could, I don't know could if have this used some, some Predator 2 nudity. Like, just random, <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. God damn. I think Predator, Predator 2 is going to stick in my brain ever since we did that. Like, that movie was so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. He's it's also the, Danny Glover. So how do you get mad about Danny Glover? Oh, he's going to be in the Predator 2, uh, you know, rank system. Does it live up to Predator 2? I don't think so. Yeah, or like Fast and Furious 2 kind of blew my mind a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though... <laughs> so, the second movie, um, I'm excited for Scream 2. Now it's the trend of the second movies. That will be Doesn't next. it get like a little bit more serious? I mean, Joe may or it's may gonna... not have already watched it, so don't actually spoil it. But can we'll you find out? Can... No idea. I'm literally not. I wonder if it gets more, like, do they go like the bad way about it and like they try to take the whole thing serious now? Hey, or do we keep out. this type of feel? 
Y'all two were doing the research. How much was that 4K box set? There isn't a 4K box set. It was a no, 4K of just the original Scream. And that's like 25 bucks. See, because I not, originally was going to watch this. Because <laughs> Joe said it was on Pluto. My Pluto, I could only find it in Spanish. Sick. <laughs> and then I tried. I was going to watch it on AMC. But, like, it was the TV version. So, like, swear words were beeped out. And there was going to be commercials. So, I just broke down and rented it on Amazon. Hey, here's a little topical humor for us. I now hear I kind of want to buy it after watching it. Like I kind of a little bit, a little dream. bit. I might, I might honestly. Hey, you guys just lost my like uh, Conan O'Brien joke I was about to do there. What? What was it? Go on. Okay. <clears throat> hey, hey uh, y'all hear about this um, Scream Two Spanish dub that they've been showing on TV? Apparently, it really, it really doesn't capture the original uh, American writer's intent of it. <laughs> it's a i was doing a hey i was doing yikes a, um, um, so let's well, go to the budget shall the we the there's a, there's a, there's let's go to the budget you know i don't know squid games i'm only two i'm only an episode <laughs> in but it was very good never seen it i haven't started so it is so let's go to the so let's go to the budget. What do you guys think the budget was for this? $6.9 million. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, 17? 14 million. Damn it. Who was closer? I technically <laughs> went over, so you're right. You, you win. win. So let's go to the gross. We do prices right rules here. Yep. So domestically, this movie got $103 million. Internationally, it got 70. So... Worldwide, $173 million. I don't know why, but thinking when you said that, it made me also think about this part, how it had very early internet reference in this movie for like aiming 911 or something. I would just say this, more of that in two. Sweet. <laughs> that whole thing was so weird. It's like 911. What's since, your emergency? Uh, since uh, Scream 2 comes out one year later. Holy shit. Damn, they had, they just popped it out. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. I so mean, when the, you make, what did Joe say? Like $170 million? $173 million. Mm-hmm. Yep. On a $14 million budget? The studio is going to want to kick another one out there. So let's go to the box office, shall we? For yeah. December 20th, the holiday season. Days what is before. That? There's always a scary movie during Christmas. Why Why is that? What's the uh, like, reason behind seven. that? Number seven is going to be Independence Day. Hang on, huh? Keith. I'm what do you mean number seven? Oh, the list. for the, the top ten. I asked a question and then you changed the I whole. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. I, got it it right. I, ha- I have it right here. Uh, the film was released in December, five days before Christmas. The studio did this because of the holiday season. Family-friendly movies are usually released, and the studio wanted to give the horror audience something to see during the time Wait, with no so horror movies. So Scream started that trend. This is Scream's the one that yeah. started that. That's yeah. cool because now that happens every year. There's always a scary oh, movie yeah. out. Yeah, but no, it, it's screams basically the beginner. But that's wait, cool. I, I didn't read them. It's funny that I was referencing the thing that started it. So let's go to the box office for December 20th through 22 of 1996. Coming at number 10 in its third week with 2.4 million daylight. The fuck is that? Don't know it. It is a movie. <laughs> Thank. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a Sylvester Stallone movie. Oh. 
the uh, disaster in New York tunnel as explosions collapse both ends and a hero has to ex- have escaped the tunnel in Speaking daylight. Speaking of Sylvester Stallone and a movie series we'll do eventually, he just wrapped filming the Expendables, Expendables 4. 4. Jesus Christ, yeah. Damn, we got to watch this daylight movie. It looks awesome. I'm looking at little pictures. Oh, his son's it. in it. Wow, Stallone's son is very emo looking in this picture. Vigo Mortensen. I mean, at number nine in its first week with 2.8 million, my fellow Americans. I know which it's a political that? movie. I don't know which one it is. Is it what it's called? My oh, it's Americans? Jack Lemon and James Garner. It's a comedy. Um, no, it's Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, it's a comedy. Uh, like um, that Wilford Brimley's in it. Now I kind of want to watch it. Diabetes coming in its fifth week with eight with three at number eight and with 3.1 million jingle all the way. Loved it. Hell yeah. Coming in at number seven. Hell in, yeah. Coming in number seven in its second week with 4.6 million Mars attack. Wow. Okay. Can I just say that that movie gave me the biggest nightmares as a child? And I don't know why. Like, Mars attacks scared the shit out of me. It's got a pretty a like violent scene of a face melting. I remember that. I just the whole premise of the alien scared me shitless. Like just yeah. these things coming down and killing everything. Giant the heads, movie scared yeah. me shitless. Uh, let's see. Mental dread. Uh, coming in number six in its second week with five point one million. The preacher's wife. That's Denzel, right? Yeah. Coming in number five in its first week with six point two million. One fine day. It's a, that's a. Um, George Clooney, um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle movie. Pfeiffer. Yeah. Coming what in. What happened to Michelle Pfeiffer? What's she doing nowadays? Ant Man. <laughs> Wait, like legitimately? Yeah, she's an Ant Man too. I don't remember. I thought you were talking. She was doing what's his name? Paul Rudd. Yeah, she, yeah. she is. That too. Regularly featured in Vance Joy songs. Yeah. Coming in at number four in its first week with 6.3 million, Scream. Wow, it was low down. So this is again like... um, DVD sales. (laughs) Word of mouth. Yeah, I was going to say it's like Mm -hmm. uh, Blair Witch. Yep. Where it just took off and just kept going strong. That's interesting. Coming in number three in its fourth week with 6.9 million, 101 Dalmatians. Okay, hold on. Yeah, 6.9. I don't it see really, what's funny it, there. It really came out to Keith's number. That fucking annoys me. It did. I'm, just, I, I'm sorry. When you told me you asked me the question, I thought we were talking about 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> so coming in at number two in its second week with 13 million, Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Austin Powers references that. So then coming the in Show at number one in its first week with $20 million. Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> number Damn that movie man. was number one. Yes, sir. Man, I thought I was actually. I still think it's funny to this. Oh day. yeah, I a lot of sluts no, in Vegas. No, yeah, that joke. But no, there was there was a thing where on Facebook when Facebook was young, you, you had an option to like customize your religious views on it. And I wrote, "Is this a goddamn for my religious views on it?" Because that's a Beavis and Butthead <laughs> line from that movie. It's not that much. <laughs> yeah. It spurts out like tens of gallons. It's like it's not that much. Yeah, no. Beavis and Butthead do America's like if there was a top twenty movies of all time, that's on my top twenty movies of all time. <laughs> not, <laughs> nice. So Never let's go to the, Beavis and Butthead guy. 
So let's go to the ratings. IMDb gives Scream Uno 7.3 out of 10. Ron Tomato, all audio, all critics gave it a 79. Top uh, critics gave this a 64. And the audience gave this a 79. Before we glaze some stars, let's do some rankings. So we're going to break down best villains, best deaths in every movie. So we're going to pick one through four. Best movie overall, watchable, and best Sydney. So we're going to decide which Sydney is the best Sydney. I'm going to go with Scream Sydney is the best Sydney. Scream Sydney. Okay. Scream Sydney. Um, I'm also going to say Scream had the best collection of deaths. Okay. Um. (laughs) And Ghost Stu and Billy Scream was the best uh, killer. No, there's okay. two of them. Yeah. So. Who was the best one out of the two of them? Oh, I mean, it's Billy, obviously. I love yeah. Stu, Billy. but Billy's a fucking mastermind. Yeah. yeah, Billy's more evil. I just love when they stab each other, and he's like, I think you stabbed too hard. Dude, oh, too I, much. Oh, God. I forgot so about that good. part. I think, I think I'm going to bleed out. I'm, I'm dying, dying man. I'm dying. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> So we're going to suck it up as we're in glaze some stars. Star, star, star. Glazy. Wait a minute. Hold on. I, I have an important announcement here. Cannonball? Okay. No, 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 no. I'm on kidsinmind.com. I'm looking at I don't the, know if that's a website. I don't know if that's a good website, on. Keith. Don't, uh. No, if, no, 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 no. So it's a, it's a website that tells you how, appro- how appropriate a movie is for children or not. Okay. And a uh, it's got a four out of ten for sex and nudity, and eight out of only eight out of ten for violence and gore. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, uh, we literally actually watched Drew Barrymore get a knife stuck into her. Like that was very visceral to me. A, a six out of ten for language. Yeah, there wasn't really that bad a language. So in sex it. and nudity four. The first sentence is a girl flashes her boyfriend, but we see her from the back. A girl takes off her bra for preparatory to having sex, but her boyfriend blocks her view. Fondling through clothes, kissing, sexual innuendo. Periods after each one of those words, by the way. This this writer's very horny. Anyways. They're very repressed horny. Oh, yeah. They're so confused. Can, can okay. we now do what that person needs to do and glaze some stars? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm ready. So what well, do you give it, buddy? Why did we oh, call man, star me. glazer? I don't remember now. I'm going first. All right. We can change it. I don't know. I think I, I, I think I messed up, and we, you guys were like, "Let's stick it with it." No, I like Star Glazer. I don't. I just don't remember why. I think it's, I, it's I from, it's from Predator I, Two. I thought it was from Predators. No, it's from Predator Two. It's the Stargazer program. Oh, oh and I, and I <laughs> Stargazer. And then I Joe accidentally said Stargazer, and it just stuck. Yeah, it's I knew I said something team. wrong. I forgot it's what fun. it was from, but yeah, it was a funny. It was a gaff. It was a flub. Joe flub. flub. <laughs> I can I, so I can good. fix this. I still love I still love I can it. fix it and like edit it and then for no reason be like what's your star glazer? And no, no one will ever it's, know it's, besides it's, the original listeners. I know, and, so, and then I'll edit every fucking episode. Someday when our, our Patreon's up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month and we have sponsorships from Corona and like the Purple Man. Uselib Yeah. No. 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 Got to uh, get in it somehow. If you know what I mean. Fresh. Wink. <laughs> That's a good tagline for YouTube.com. Actually, I I appreciate that joke. Thank you. So, Keith, what do you what do you give it? How do you re- go about retrieving lube? 
What are you talking about? You, it's used. <laughs> Keith, we've been over this. It's a bottle that's been half used. He's not taking the used lube off of someone's dick. Well, that's Uber Deluxe. That's, that's deluxe premium. Lube. That's like the that's, that's premium cost. That's like the gentleman jack. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like that's like you know that's like a top shelf. Yeah, lube. How much yes. is like, how much how much is that lube? If you got to ask, you can't afford it. Mixed with semen and vaginal lubricant, gross. Hey 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 hey, we separate it. Don't worry about that. Yeah yeah. How okay. do you separate it? Yeah, you want to know? Stars. Huh? No, four point four point seven five stars. Ooh, Holy shit. shit. Wow. I still haven't found my five-star movie yet. Damn. I, um, I'm i going to do what I did to Keith on Predator, and I went three and a half, and I oh, went up to a three right. and a half. <laughs> I just got bored in the middle of it. Like, it's hard for me to say it's a, like, a perfect movie when I was bored during it. I didn't have time to argue it, but my one my, my thing is that I've been, like, the Drew Barrymore scene has been in my head since I was 11. Okay, there. I mean, just because uh, you're horny on Maine for Drew Barrymore yeah. doesn't make the movie perfect. No, it was mostly the guts. Calm down there. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to know about your fetishes, please. Calm down, Tattoo. Uh, <laughs> for me, I will give it. I'll give it three and a. I'll give it three and a half. Okay. Yeah, three and a half. I'm sticking to it. Okay. Well, okay. What's our average here? That comes out to a three point nine. Okay. Which makes it our fourth highest rated movie. <laughs> Behind, <laughs> nope, fifth rated highest movie. Behind Predator, Shaun of the Dead, uh-huh. uh, Fast Five, Damn, and Austin Powers: International Man of Mystery. <laughs> If you just like, if you handed me those like five VHSs <laughs> in a room, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, you got one of like, every genre for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna guess that we're topping out, by the way, right now. Because yeah, yes, yeah. The, to my knowledge, like I think two and good. three, two and three are supposed to be okay, and then four is supposed to be like atrocious. Four is a reboot. Complete well, and I'm, an utterly like reboot oh, in a way. That's annoying because I'm finding I'm. Oh well, no, already... no! I apologize. The new Scream is a reboot. Well, this one it's it's trying to be a reboot slash kind of continuation, but also like, hey, maybe if we get this younger cast, we can expand it more. But is they it a make reboot? a TV show out of it. <laughs> is it like a soft reboot? Because the original characters are in the new one. They're, they're all basically soft reboots. Uh, starting with four because they're they have the original cast but it's also like they're trying to do that that you know so it's like predator and predator or predators and then the predator <laughs> we're trying to pass it on to the next crew to maybe move on with this the franchise but when we get to four and five we'll discuss it then yeah i'm worried i'm already like worried about that i'm not going to give a shit about the like scream of ah! ah! <laughs> Well, we'll find out. Um, as I'm almost going... disappointed that we're doing Scream Two is the one that comes out for Halloween. Yeah, oh, no, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like we don't get the iconic movie; we get the sequel from a year later. <laughs> well, we'll find out as we're moving on to Scream Two. Comes out one year later. 
Scream, scream ah. 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> scream 2, Scream Harder. Scream Harder. Scream. Scream. <laughs> harder. I, it's I scream, oh, you sh- scream, we all scream. They should have called it Screams. They should have called it Cream. They got sued. Ew. They got sued because there was a movie in 95 called Screamers. And they're like, hey, that's pretty close. You know, you're just taking our name. And <laughs> like, like, no, your name is Screamers. You're, we're doing Scream. Wait, Screamers was like probably a, also a porn? You know, probably. There, I mean, there, speaking of porn, there is a porn parody called Cream. There's got to be. <laughs> well, Keith, <laughs> Keith, I would like you to do the hard work and look up the Scream porn. Yeah. And they, I thought you were going to tell me to make one. I was like, you're telling me to produce a producer. Well, you can't, you know, you can week. multitask. You can like hey. try and do a reshoot shot for shot. If you know what I, can, I mean, can we get a, can, can I promote on the no cell website? Of course. Okay. You're going to have to clear it out with the producer. It's fine. <laughs> it, it, we're put on Patreon nope. and all that. And only fans ex- that shit, you know, ex- we're doing all that express, uh, express written consent from <laughs> the producer. Yep. That's right. Well, he'll be posting that at nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com, where you can find all of our blogs, all of our podcasts, and soon to be Keith's porn. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, like, did they ever clarify if Dewey was actually dead or not? 